Hooray, welcome back to Baboo Christmas mini surprise uh, episode. Boom. This, Boom. Did it shock you? Blaine ba- isn't here. We killed him. That was that was Will's Christmas present. He he hates him. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I'm I'm torn. I'm both happy and sad at the same time. I'm just happy. <laughs> uh no, Blade is on Christmas something because he's married. And the Will and I were like, well, we're instead of not doing an episode, we'll do a mini episode. So we're just gonna talk about some stuff we've watched and then uh wish you everyone a Merry Christmas and happy Schwanza. Yay, Merry Christmas. We watched some Christmas stuff. Christmas stuff. First Christmas thing, Home Alone, Uno. The original, 1990. Yes, with Kevin McAllister. Yeah. He also has a gun. Macaulay Culkin. Anyway, first Home Alone. Amazing. What what an idea for a movie that's so simple, but it just works so well. Yes. Kid Home Alone, kid set traps for robbers. Kid Kid's probably a murderer. I think. <laughs> Psychopath. The, these two are my favorite Christmas movies. Yeah. Not even a question. Really? I did view them as one movie before our watch, but after our watch, I kind of see them again as as separate things. Yeah, I, I kind of see them as, I don't know, I'm kind of leading the more opposite way now, because mm-hmm. they just build on each other, because the yeah. second one's just so much more epic. Yeah, we were, we were talking while we were watching it, and I think I have a different opinion than you. Not a wildly different opinion, but a slightly different opinion. But I could go either way one. with it, though. That's the thing. Okay, okay. Because I don't think either one of us are like, that's a bad opinion, because we both think they're amazing. Yeah. Cool. So, Home Alone 1, what's the plot? There's a little Kevin McAllister. Yeah. And he sucks. He's a, he's a disease. He's a little jerk. Well, I mean, he's he's an 11-year-old. Well, that's, and what, that's what his family calls him. I mean, I look, I have sympathy for him. All he wanted was a cheese pizza, and the one cheese pizza out of the 11 pizzas they got was munched up by his asshole brother. That guy's the dick, not Kevin. No, we we like Buzz. <laughs> he's cool. You he's, like Buzz? He's got a spider. <laughs> he's got a firecrackers. That's he's Sid from Toy Story. That's that's what he is. We we like somebody who we can rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> so you can remold him into a proper citizen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, Buzz is the worst. Buzz is the worst. And Kevin, he just wants that cheese pizza, and people won't give him the cheese pizza. Well, Buzz was gonna give it back to him. You lie. Yeah, he was gonna I know. Give, he was going to give it back to him. How is he going to give it back to him, Jack? You're setting me up, like, bastard. Like a, like a mama bird. You asshole. Like he's a, not... No, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. He chewed it up just for him because he's such a nice older brother. No, stop it. Stop trying. Stop trying. Stop trying to make Buzz the good guy. Did you think I made it farther than you thought I would? <laughs> You're trying you're trying real hard and it's kind of amazing me. Thank you. Well, cuz I know there's there's some people on the planet that would go, "No, Buzz is a cool guy." Buzz is the hero. I don't know. No. <laughs> That's what No. They... <laughs> I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> no, but Kevin and they just like, "I don't like my family because I mean, his uncle looks at him and goes, "Like what you did, you little jerk." Uncle Frank is actually the real hero. <laughs> That's every everybody's crapping on Kevin, and Kevin wants his pizza. He the milk gets spilt. Yep, and they throw away his ticket. Yep, and they they throw away Kevin's plane ticket. I think it's 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 also such a well made movie. Both of them are. That's see that's I really enjoyed the setup on this watch because every there's nothing in the because even though the concept is like one of the craziest concepts yeah because of how even even though it's realistic the, the second and third acts with the robbers. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm just saying just, like, how everything, you know, like, how it's realistic and, like, compared to, like, you know, Elf or something. Right, right. It still it's makes just more, it still makes more sense than all of the other movies, just because of how, like, you know, 
everything happens for a reason. Uh, yeah, it, well, everything makes that's because it's written like a real movie, exactly, <laughs> rather than just a Christmas movie with jokes and Christmassy like, stuff. Like actions have consequences. Things that you see, you know, pan out later. You know, right, right. And there's a lot of visual storytelling with the ticket. You nobody says anything. His dad just wipes it with a napkin, and the camera just follows him as he throws it in the well, trash can. And, and that's also like, well, something where like you might not see on your first watch, even though they show it. Like I've never, really I never it saw yet. it before. Yeah, I he, never knew that because. It doesn't necessarily need to happen, him not having a ticket. But it makes sense, you know, why they they, they used technically all the tickets they had when boarding the airplane. E- exactly. And they, they counted that they extra count annoying tickets. kid. Right. They're like, we don't have an extra ticket, so that must mean everybody's on board. Does this engine have V8? That annoying little <laughs> that kid. kid. That kid. Oh my God. And that guy just was like, I just want to drive these people. What's the displacement of the pistons? <laughs> That guy does not know that answer. He's just driving the truck. No, he's just he's just a driver. He does not care. Does this have four-wheel drive? When he asked that, I was like, no, you idiot. Vans don't have four-wheel drive. <laughs> you moron. Oh, that little child. <laughs> uh, go, go Google something once. What's, it's the 1990s. They don't have no internet. They got dial-up, right? Uh, In 1990. Well, technically... Well, at that point they did, but then all the phone lines get cut out too, so they couldn't even call the house. <gasps> Which they couldn't anyway, because their phone lines get knocked down by the storm. Yes, the, the night tree. of the pizza incident. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A, a tree falls down and knocks out the phone lines, which is why when the family goes over to Paris, they can't just call Kevin. Exactly. Which, uh, that's something else, like, I never noticed. Well, and it also plays the part of why they were even late to rushing to get to the airport in the first place, because the power went out. Right, power went out, and their uh, alarm clocks got screwed up and, and got reset so they overslept so they're in a rush to get to the airport so they're not doing their best job of counting all the kids yes which is why they accidentally count that stupid little neighbor oh so good yeah it's it's, fantastic. it's really good the setup is really good and then of course you get when kevin's at home first what is the first the first thing he does is everything that every little kid would want to do sled down the stairs outside jump on the bed Make macaroni and cheese for dinner and watch R-rated movies that he's not supposed to be watching. And then he like just breaks down mentally. <laughs> that it lasts a day. Yeah, because it would. It wouldn't last long. I would it's, say less. Probably less than a day. It was like, like a whole like eight hours. Yeah, yeah. From him like waking up, just going to bed. Yeah, and then he's just like, well, this sucks. And then the next day, he's just like, well, get your shit together, shave, and go out shopping for a toothbrush. Well, you got to get that toothbrush. That's a part of the National Dentist Association. Yeah, it's got to be approved by them. And but, that, but then the lady don't. at the mom and pop shop just like she doesn't care. That is just the last question she wants to be asked, <laughs> especially by a child. Yeah, she does. She she's not having it. Then he turns into a shoplifter, on totally on accident. He just freezes up. You know, hand just clenches up around the toothbrush, and he just runs as he sees. That's because uh, the old man scares him. Old man with a shovel, even though it's like indirectly scaring him. Who's only scary because Buzz? Because Buzz tells a lie. About the old man with the shovel to well, Kevin. That's Buzz, the only reason Buzz he's scary. Buzz is just informing his younger brother of stranger danger. You yep. stop it. You stop it right now. <laughs> Buzz is just looking out for his little brother. No, he's not. Like that old man in a shovel just shows up in a white van. Kevin, <laughs> I have a cheese pizza for you. Oh my gosh. No, exactly what he wanted. No, but that old man's really nice. The old man well, is and really it's nice. like it's like the perspective of like a kid. You know, like, he's looking at this old man, oh my god, he's so scary, even though in reality he's probably, like, smiling at him or something, mm. if, if it was, like, real life. or That's, well, whenever you see him at, at those beginning stages, it's from, like, Kevin's point of view, because the camera, like, pans up from his feet towards his face, and it's lower than him, and it's, like, he's, like, looking down at and the it camera. Plays that dramatic music. Yeah, so it is, like, you're looking at it through Kevin's eyes, which, because of what 
Buzz told him is going to color his perception of this guy. Oh, so good. Yeah. So that's really good. And then, of course, he as he's running away with the tooth- toothbrush, he uh, he runs into the bandits and they almost hit him with a car. Oh, that's so good. They filmed that in reverse? They did. That, oh, that, so that shot, yeah. There's so many cool scenes of where you can just break down like almost every scene. It's like, this is how they did this. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then he runs away and goes to church. Yes, and he sir. meets up with Shovel Man again. And they both teach each other a lesson. Yes. Yes. They teach each other a lesson. Well, and then also we have the bandits. Yeah. Marvin Harry. Yeah. that's Amazing. Well, that's how he got to the church. He was running from Well, yeah, them. I know. Because but... he recognized uh, Marv because of his gold tooth. Or Harry. Harry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Oh. Marv is dumb one. <laughs> I mean, so they're both good. pretty dumb, but. Oh, but it. The casting is Marv's, like, the, Marv's the guy who insists on being the wet bandits. I don't think there's a bad character in these movies. They're they're so good. You're right. They're, I mean, there's not an annoying character that I'm like, oh, this yeah, person there, again. There's no character whenever they're on screen. You're like, yeah, this just go to the next scene. Right. Like it's right. always just you know, like even the uh, characters that are in quotations, you know, annoying. It's like I'm still enjoying this kid on the screen or something. Like, like the kid who drinks all the cokes or whatever who pees yeah. the bed. Like Macaulay Culkin's brother. He's, That's he's great. when they show him when they're like, uh, go easy on the Pepsi. What is his name? Uh, Fuller? Fuller. Yeah, Kuzi yeah. on the Pepsi Fuller, and he just looks at Kevin and smiles. And just drinking chugs his Pepsi. It. Yeah, chugs his Pepsi. But oh he, yeah, like even like uh, Uncle Frank and Buzz, like every time you're on screen, it's like, oh, these guys are such assholes. I love it. Buzz and Frank, man. Those are the an- those are the real antagonists of this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know Uncle you Frank. have a soft spot for Uncle Frank. And well, and Buzz, and Buzz. <laughs> we like someone we can mold into a better person for society. Oh, my gosh. We should talk about Joe Pesci. He's fantastic. Harry. And Fantastic. all his, all his, well, you know, it's one of those classic, you know, here's a fact no one knows. It's a, like they told him not to cuss because he was cussing too much. Is that what they did? Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. So like, that's why he says all those random little things. Cause they're like, you cannot cuss, but he's like, well, I want to cuss. So like, we'll just make up your own cuss words. So that's why he's just like, that, I mean, that makes sense. It wouldn't be right if he said nothing. Oh yeah. If he fell down and just went, ah, that, like it, it doesn't. That's not right. Yeah, you gotta have something, and I, I understand why you can't put cuss words in. So, I mean, they. Oh, they I think did it works. They could. I think it works so yeah. much better. And it, it, they're definitely not good guys, and they don't sugarcoat it. it oh no, they're like they're, they're ready to. He's ready to bite Kevin's fingers off. Because I was, I was pretty familiar with these movies. I'm not sure how much you remembered of the two. I think you remembered more one than two. Yes, but the uh, it was more of like. I mean, they were saying stuff like, "We're gonna smash your face and like you know light you on fire," and you're like, "Oh my god." Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. All the, of course, all the stuff that Kevin does to them literally lights their hair on fire. They step on uh, the ornaments. Oh, that's so good. That's pretty painful. Uh, Marv just steps on a nail. Fantastic. That sucker goes deep too. They slide on ice like five times. Fantastic. Oh my gosh, that's I love how the first trap. I guess we're in the traps now. Yes, yes. Because I mean, the the first trap once once they they come for him, his ice. He ices the stairs. Front and back. Front and back. He ices the, the front stairs and there's the back stairs down to the basement. Um, so when they split up, Harry and Marv, they both eat shit right away from the ice. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yep. And then, of there's course, the, they grab... The heated hand one. The heated handle. He grabs the heated handle, goes, ah, and then, of course, slips on the ice again because the ice is still there. It doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. Um, Marv, same thing. He opens the basement door. And which was unlocked. The, which was unlocked because... It's the staple gun down there, right? No, that's the second movie. Okay. What's in the basement? Uh, There's nothing in the basement. So he gets in there, and he turns on the light, and that's when the frying pan comes down in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or the iron pan. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that one's good. He just and then he goes the up the stairs, that. and that's when the nail comes in. And then he goes back Sticky around the house. Sticky tar on the stairs too, so he's got to yes. take his shoes off before stepping on the nail. So then the, after that, he falls down the stairs again. He goes back up the stairs, and then he goes through the window, and that's when he steps on the ornaments. Yes. And then Harry yes. goes up the front, burns his hand, slips down again, goes to the back of the house, goes to the back door, and then lights his hair on fire. Yeah, forces the door open and lights, and there's a blowtorch there that yes. burns off the top of his hat. So good. And his head, and he shoves his head in the snow. And then Harry goes, he gets dressed like a chicken, and then they <laughs> why, meet up. Why he dressed like a chicken? Why the hell he dressed like a chicken? Why you, why, why you got no shoes on? Why the hell you dressed like a chicken? <laughs> so good. And then they that's when they meet up, and then they both stop on the cars, and then the paint cans. Oh, yeah, the paint cans. And then probably my, my favorite line from the homeowned franchise, you guys give up, or are you thirsty for more? As he cocks a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man, that kid is diabolical. Oh, it's so well. And the music's amazing too. That's another thing we haven't talked about yet. Oh my gosh, the score. Yeah, it's there are a couple pieces, but the main thing is that that main the, theme. that candles in the window or yes, wind, yeah, is that what it's called? I, it's something like candles in the wind or window. No, that's an Elton John song. It's not okay. that one. I think it's candles <laughs> in the window. It's like candles in the window, something Christmas paint cans. Paint cans? Paint cans. Oh, paint cans. They hit him in okay. the head with the paint can. That they do. And But it gets reused. Like in the chase sequence. It's, yeah, it's sped it, up it or it's slowed down. Up, yeah. But the and the instruments change. Like the, the, the instrument palette. Yeah, it gets, it gets more action-y. Yeah. yeah they, so use, they just use different instruments. It's, it is, it's really good. I don't oh. know who, who did the score. Oh, you're going to love this. Ooh. John Williams. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Home Alone uh, 2, Lost in New York. Just bigger in scale. I think I think they're both of equal quality. It's a sequel. Yeah. It's just what a sequel should be. Uh, some people like the first one more. Some people like the second one more. Some people probably like the first one more, I would say, as a whole. But mm -hmm. I think there's not a wrong answer there. Yeah. that's. I mean, the second one, it's a straight-up continuation. Is it the next year? It came out two years later, but is it, is it supposed to be the next I believe it's the, the next, next year because okay. when, they're, when the parents are talking to the police officers in Florida... They go, like, has this ever happened before? And I think they said something like, you know, last year or last Christmas. They say something like that. Yeah, they're like, funnily enough, this has happened before. This is starting to do a McAllister family tradition. They're, that, like, just laughing hysterically, and the cops are like, uh, you don't have your child. <laughs> um, child services? Hello. We've got we've got some culprits for you. And I love how well it's set up, too. Like, with the first war, it's like, they obviously will go out of their way to not forget Kevin this time. Oh, they tried real hard. Yes. They tried real hard. And it got to the point where, like, they're, they're late for the flight again mm -hmm. because the thing got unplugged. The clock got unplugged. The clock got unplugged in the parents' bedroom because I think Kevin was charging or somebody was or the dad was charging or he was unplugging something. Okay. And he unplugged the whole, you know, like power strip to reach something. Oh. something it was something like that. Okay. So it reset the clock without them knowing before they went to bed. Okay. So the, so it didn't power off. It got re, the time got reset. Yes. And the parents were going to wake everybody up once they woke up. Yeah. But then the exact same thing happened again. Okay. Okay. Which makes sense because that's just an accident that would happen. Right. But from there, I mean, Kevin gets to the airport. Yes. And he's with them. But the mess up this time is that he sees somebody that looks like his dad that isn't his dad. Because he was waiting. Because he was switching his flight. batteries. Right. He was switching his batteries, it followed him onto the wrong flight. And then bumps into the flight attendant drops to drop his, all the drops tickets. Drops his wrong ticket. Right. So she can't verify that he's on the correct flight. Because they're like, find your dad. But then it's the guy who looks like his dad from behind. He's like, there's my dad. He's like, okay, we'll just take an empty seat wherever since you're the last person on the flight. And he doesn't check until he gets in New York. And then he's like, oopsies. Well, I'm why, in New York. well why would you, though? 
Yeah, I mean, you got to take your seat. And then he puts on his headphones to be like, man, I can't wait to... Because he doesn't want to talk to that one French guy or whatever. Yeah. Because then he puts on the headphones, then the uh, flight attendant's like, we're going to New York, and he doesn't hear it. So it all makes sense. Yep. And then he gets to New York, and some more chaos ensues. But this time, Kevin's got a motive, uh, a selfless motive. To save the toy store. Which he doesn't get at first. That's no. something that he just discovers. Yes. He goes into a toy store because kids go to toy stores. That's cool. Um, but he develops a relationship with the toy store owner. Yes. Um, and creepy bird lady in the park who's literally Mr. just... Duncan. Sh- who's just shovel guy in New York. Oh, I saw lady. a really funny joke when we get to the end of the movie. Okay. But he develops a relationship with Mr. Duncan of Mr. Duncan's toy chest. And he picks his little turtle dove ornaments. Turtle doves. Mm-hmm. And then he runs into the robbers in New York, and he hears them talking about robbing Duncan's toy chest. And he happens to know, Kevin happens to know, that all the money made on Christmas is going to charity. Yes. Kevin's like, I can't let that happen. So he follows the robbers when they're robbing the toy chest, and he throws a brick through the window. So good. With a note on it. With a little note on it. says, I'm sorry, I broke your window. I had to stop the bad guys. With his name on it. It's great. (laughs) With his name on it. I know. What if the bad guys picked that up? Well, they know him anyway. Well, they know they know where you. Well, yeah, obviously after the first one, they know everything yeah. about him. But so I guess he didn't have a huge risk. No, absolutely. I think the bigger risk would be like a cop seeing that and going, Kevin McAllister from Chicago, because he said Chicago on there. Yeah, because he's like he's like dude, uh, he's like do they have insurance in Chicago? I'll pay you money once I get back to Chicago. <laughs> what money, Kevin? You stole money from Buzz in the first movie. Oh yeah, could use that money. Yeah, but yeah, and then he finds an abandoned building where. His family used to live. So extended family used to live. So the abandoned building is. So he he has he has his dad's bag because he has you know his wallet, credit cards, and everything, which they set up. That's how they can track him in the first place. So that building is actually where his uh, his family's from. That it, it's I don't know if it's their first house or second house, but I'm pretty sure it's the same relatives that they're visiting in the first movie from Paris. Okay. And they're they're living in Paris while their house is being renovated still or something. Oh, that building's being re- renovated. So that's their that that's one of their relatives' houses that's currently being under renovated. Boy, that's why. a move, New York to Paris, while your house gets renovated. Holy well, cow! Like, well, like the first movie, it's a they have a bunch of they're very rich family. That's true. That's true. They are unless quite your uncle wealthy. Frank, who's getting his uh, refuses to pay for the pizza. He's a cheapskate, as he Kevin calls him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. Then then Kevin makes that abandoned building his playground for torturing. Uh, the robbers again. Yes, yes. And then we get oh, we didn't talk about the beginning movie where Buzz, you know, does a little drum set on Kevin's head with the candles. What? Did I miss that? You might have missed that. I guess I missed that. They were doing a little choir song. Oh, I did miss that. I so did like, miss that part. Do you remember it? I do. Now that okay. you say that, I, I remember he's like doing bunny ears and playing drums on his head and like. And then just he punches him, him and then he, it just knocks over all the kids and the Kevin pia- punches Buzz. Yes. And yeah. then the piano lady falls over. And then it's Kevin's fault. And Buzz calls him a trout sniffer. <laughs> What an insult. all the fish what a what Trout. a what an what an insult it's fantastic <laughs> he gets his bearings in new york pretty quickly oh well, yeah like he seems he, to know where all the stuff that's because he saw the president he saw, oh he saw trump yeah he met donald trump in the plaza. he stays in the plaza oh we got to talk about tim curry oh yeah the whole hotel steps great yeah the whole whole rob schneider tim curry and rob schneider tim curry is excellent and from the from the standpoint as a kid what they do for the whole time is it makes sense, but mm-hmm. then once the parents get there and they're like, "So you did these things," and they're like, "Well, now that you say that, yeah, we are kind of stupid." Uh huh. 
that's because they, they take on an antagonistic role from Kevin's perspective rather than like, because like he thinks if they find me, I'm going to get kicked out because they're always like, they're always inquiring about him. They're not like, hey, can we help you or anything? It's, can I help you? Where's your father? He's like, uh, well, you walked into our room and saw him naked, so he will not be talking to you today. Oh, yeah. Because he uses the Uncle Frank song. Get out of here, you nosy little pervert. I'm going to screw you silly. Or, what? Wait. Or, or slap what? you. Slap you silly. <laughs> slap you silly. There you go. That's It's angels with even filthier souls awesome. in Home Alone 2. And, oh, and the bricks. The bricks. All the, Everybody immediately thinks of, of Kevin throwing the bricks down. The bricks are amazing. <laughs> At Marv. Yeah. That's, one of my, that's like my favorite line. How many fingers am I holding up? He's holding up three. Mm, eight. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love oh, every second yeah. of it. And then there's the staple gun. What? Well, and then Marv kicks open the door, and then he falls down a hole. Ah, what a hole! Marv, Marv becomes a skeleton for a second when oh, he's getting zapped, and he's his, getting zapped. He, he, his voice squeals so high pitched, and, he, and he's got all of a sudden, boom! He's a skeleton. Ah, oh, amazing. Uh, so I think that's it for Home Alone. Do we have anything else to say on Home Alones? No. Uh, well, now we're moving on to Black Christmas. I don't think I have as much to say with Black Christmas. Black Christmas is very good, though. You could tell that John Carpenter was influenced by Black Christmas for Halloween. Yes, because this came out in 74. Yes, 74. Same year as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Um, so it's I kind like of, this a lot more than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's very different. This one is kind of dreamlike. It's it's Bob Clark who directed the uh, A Christmas Story. Ooh. Same guy. Your grandpa. Oh, Bob. Bob Clark, your grandpa. Yep. And it's, just, it's got great... Uh, really good tension with all the shots of like empty hallways and stuff and like it'll the camera will dolly up to the attic which is like the killer's like living in a sorority house attic yeah and they show him get in there too and everything in the beginning they do so the the plot of black christmas is it's a sorority house and there's a crazy guy that sneaks into the attic space of the sorority house and the sorority girls start disappearing but some of them are going home for christmas too so it's like well Maybe yeah. some maybe. of them are gone, so they just think they they went home for Christmas. Yes, the ones that are are missing, or and even if they're murdered. missing, it's like, well, we don't know if they got lost here or lost on the way there or yeah. lost in their hometown yeah. or. There's a lot going on, which I I think that's a great idea to do because it's like because you as the viewer know that there's a problem, yeah. but then at first the people watch the people in the movie are like, well, there is a problem, we don't know it's here. They're rationalizing it in yes. a logical way, which is what I would do. It makes oh, yeah. sense. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, there's tons of lovely, like, there's great, lovely wide shots. A couple split diopters. Oh, yeah. Which we, we love here. Love the split split diopters, especially when um, there's one of, so one of the girl's dads come to visit the sorority and he's kind of displeased with the uh, How it's light being run. debauchery. Yeah. Very light debauchery. There's just like, like, there's a poster of just like a butt on the wall I'm and dead. like I don't alcohol. Like, he's like, a, you're not allowed a, to drink. You know? No butts here. Yeah, no butts. And we're going to chop off your butt. Not allowed to touch butts till you graduate from school. That's the rule. No butts till you're 30. Okay. Including yours. You'll get it soon <gasps> back on. <laughs> All right. Have fun pooping. That concludes butt talk. <laughs> Come back next week for butt talk. <laughs> it's right. just farts. But but he is he's kind of displeased, and he's on the phone calling, I think calling his wife, and the split diopter is used to contrast that with Margot Kidder, who plays Lois Lane in Superman, but she's trying to give a child uh, whiskey, some kind of liquor. It looks like whiskey. <laughs> she's trying to she's trying to get a kid drunk and he's on the phone and the split diopter creates that, that great contrast it is it's 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 well used there but you had a problem with it because 
on the split diopter side of the person that's closer to the camera. Yeah. Where the background that behind was more them of a is nitpick. blurred. Yeah. Yeah. Your nitpick was there's a character behind there moving, which kind of takes you out of it. I wouldn't even say they're moving. They're technically a part of the other side of the split diopter. Uh huh. But they're just set, but since they're on the other side of the screen, they're kind of phased out. Which they're a background character, so it, I get why. But it's yeah. kind of like if they weren't moving, I feel like it would work better. You would have done it a different way. I just wouldn't have had the kids moving, or had most of the kids or all the kids on the left side. Yeah, because it it makes it feel like they're kind of leaning more into each other. Yeah, which yeah. what they had worked fine. It was just more of a nitpick on my end of going. I would have done that differently, but I would have done everything else in the movie bad since the person who made this movie did a lot better job than me either way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it 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 introduced the killer POV. I did like that. shot that was which was you know of course that's used in in Halloween at the beginning that mm-hmm. long POV shot, um, but it is used it's used quite a bit in Black Christmas. Was it? This was my first time watching this. Was this your first time watching? This? It's my my second time, but okay. I I didn't remember a ton of it, and I enjoyed the heck out of it, especially well, especially if you don't remember the last like five minutes, you do not know. How oh my it ends. gosh, the ending is awesome such a twist oh my gosh there was just twist upon twist upon twist i wouldn't necessarily call it a twist it's just ambiguous it's just a revelation yeah so well there's a i think there's a twist to realize it's ambiguous yes so what what the killer does after he kills somebody is he calls the sorority house um he's very gross yeah he's he's like "Mm, i'm making some weird sex noises and i killed I, i killed somebody and they're like, but they think it's prank calls. Yeah, and he talks in like different voices and says a bunch of whole weird stuff. Um, and that ending, just the credits are rolling over a ringing phone, and that's all I'll say. Because that also, you know, just proves that the other thing. Because there's a there's a character you're like, oh my gosh, that poor character. At oh yeah. Of, at the end of the movie. Oh yeah. Because you you based on everything else that's happened in the movie, you know that something happened. Oh my gosh, yeah. And you're you, you while it was happening, you were like, why are you doing this? I don't like this. Somebody do something. Yes. Cause, <laughs> well, and, but by the people in the movie, they're not stupid. Like, well, there's right. some dumb characters because they're dumb college kids. But, you right. know, like when they think that the conflict is resolved, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But they're like, well, why would why would you do this? But I'm like, well, I mean, I don't feel right, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like there's there shouldn't be a threat anymore because yeah. they they got the person they think is the killer. Yeah. And I also think they were the killer at that time, but for some reason I don't think they're the killer. It it's a mystery. Like you're trying to think who I is I do like mysteries. Who is the killer? That's, That's why I really liked it. It is it's really cool. I I mean, I don't want to say too much on it. Just if you're looking for kind of a, a spookier kind of Christmas movie that's still absolutely a Christmas movie. And I think I think everything we've talked about I kind of knew going into it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sorority phone calls and stuff like that and yeah. big twist. So I like I didn't know any of the details, but I think everything we said, I think I could listen to this and then go back and still get the exact same first experience I could. Good watch. If oh. you if, if you enjoy the kind of thing, if you enjoy that kind of thing, you'll like it. See, but I don't, it, it's also one of those things, too, where, like, even if you don't enjoy that kind of movie, but just want to go out and, you know, and watch a movie like that to just do something different, I still think that's a great one to pick. Blaine watched this with us. I have no idea what he thought of it. Do I you? think he, I thought he liked it. Okay. And that's what we watched in Dukes and Nukes. We got a nuke one. We got a nuke. You one. got it. Well, the the what we've always been saying is you got to nuke at least one. You got to nuke at least one. Well, and no, it's just nuke. You can nuke all three. Well, obviously, I would nuke all these three. But if you mm-hmm. had to nuke one, I think we would nuke the same one. I don't know. Which one would you nuke? Home Alone two. I, that's what I was gonna yeah. pick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I was. Gonna I pick did that. not expect that from you. 
Okay, yeah, I would I would nuke Home Alone too because at least from the perspective of this week, it's like Home Alone one like a nine out of ten, nine out of ten. Then yeah. Home Alone two is like an eight point five out of ten. Okay, if I direct, it's them. a little bit lower than that for me. It, it, I mean, the first Home Alone is lightning in a bottle. Yeah, it just got a certain magic to it, and I, I, I love the setup in the first one more than the they kind of breeze over the setup in the second one. Like it's yeah. very much compressed. Yeah, it's, and it's more, more of like about let, the traps and in the robbers and stuff. And I think you need the family elements and stuff in the first one. I think the, really the first that. the first one's more big first act, smaller second act, big third act. Yeah, and the second one's small first act, massive massive second act, second act big third act. The third act kind of falls short for me in the second one. Really? I think that yeah. Once it, they kind of end up in the park, it's not as contained. Yes, it's right. Exactly. Because it starts exactly. at Duncan's toy chest, then it goes to the house, and then it well, the first one goes outside the house too. But then they go outside the house, and then they go to the park. So it's like in a bunch of different spots. Where the first one is just they're in a house, they're in the backyard, and then they're in another house. But that's a sequel. That's what you do with a sequel. Yeah, you got to go. You bigger. go to you go to different places, which is totally fine. It I just prefer the first one. But eat. Any other week, I mean, this would be better than, like, a lot of other movies <laughs> yeah. you watch anyway. It was, it was a very enjoyable week. Oh, was, very, I, very fun watching I think all overall, I think overall, the three that we picked this week, this was the probably the best we've ever had. Yeah, I mean, as far as enjoyability goes, it was, it was, I mean, it was two, great. Two solid picks we haven't watched, and then also just a whole new thing we haven't really seen. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So we'll go into, what are we watching, since we watched some of the same stuff, actually. We did. What are we, we watching? Did. Do-do-do, what are we watching, dot watching, com. Let's do the first two that we watched together, I guess, and then we'll go into separately if you want. Because okay. we both watched Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Yes. Roadhouse. That was, I, I mentioned it last week. And oh, you did? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I, I watched it last week, and it was on the last podcast in my What what I Watched. Um, so I watched Roadhouse. Yeah, you, you, you gave it a try. It was awesome. Yeah. Roadhouse. Was, good. Never seen Roadhouse? If you just want to just boost your testosterone, just watch some Roadhouse. <laughs> it's, just yeah. a, it's just a guy, and he's a good like a bouncer at a bar and another guy in a small town buys he's like hey we need to clean up my bar he's like okay i'll be your main bouncer and he trains the other bouncers to be good bouncers and there's big kicks there's a love interest big trucks there's a big monster truck <laughs> uh there's he rips a guy's throat out oh my god he uh there, there's like 10 different kicks there's there's a guy who runs the town and he's the main bad guy mm-hmm. and he flies around in his helicopter and he just robs people and then if they don't pay him money, he blows up their house or business. Yep. He does that like three times. Yeah. <laughs> he blows up the auto parts store. A old they drive man's their... farmhouse. When I first saw that monster truck, I was just like, of course, they just have a monster truck. But they use that monster trucks to smash some things. Yes. And it's also, it's not, they're not just smashing things. It's a significant, significant to the plot what they're smashing literally that entire man's <laughs> business yeah they drive it through a they drive a truck through a car dealership and smash all the cars i was i felt so sad for I that know. guy he's like this is my job and he's just like okay we're just gonna smash the entire thing with a monster truck that's i love when so when the auto parts store blows up the guy who ran the car dealership was like oh i hope you have insurance and then they drive the monster truck through the car dealership and the auto parts guy goes do you have insurance yes <laughs> And then the uh, Sam Elliott's in the movie. Sam Elliott. I he, love Sam Elliott. And he trains uh, Dalton, a.k.a. Roadhouse. Yeah, because awesome. Dalton, Dalton's number two. He's the number two best bouncer. The number one best best bouncer is Sam Elliott. The uh, the main he's master. Got, dude, his hair amazing. is amazing. He's just a, a lion's mane of hair. Everything about him is just amazing. <laughs> he just shows up when he needs to. He's a, hey, 
I am your Jedi master of karate kicking people out of bars. I'll get enough sleep when I'm dead. Yes, which <laughs> may or may not happen. Big twist. Whoa. Something. Yeah, Roadhouse. Man, if you want, it's, it's you pretty, know what? Screw you if you think Roadhouse is garbage with no message because there's a, there's a message there. People are like, dude, it's violence solves everything. No, it is not. Screw you if you think Roadhouse is just oh, a I stupid action was... movie because it is it is a level above. I think it's both. Well, so here's the thing. It uses that level of action to to color what it's trying to do. Yes. But then between the lines, maybe stand up for yourself. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, that one of, is that one of your messages? That's one of them. That's one of them. And it's, it, of course, I mean, um, is his name Colton? Dalton. Dalton. Uh, Patrick yeah, Swayze. Patrick Swayze's name is Dalton, and he doesn't want to fight people. That's his whole thing is That's his when last people resort. are in your face, be nice. Mm-hmm. I want you to be nice. And if any, if you do have to do something, take it outside. Because then that makes them look like the bad guy because they put the first punch on them. Exactly. Um, anything else in Roadhouse before we jump into the next thingy that we also watched this week that we have not talked about yet? The menu. The menu. We watched the menu. New we, movie. We went to a theater. Yeah, we went outside. <laughs> we didn't a, watch it at home. I wore a jacket because I didn't want to catch on fire from the sun. I'm pale. We saw we saw the menu and it was fun. It was fun. It was just that was my reaction too. Yeah. It's I it had, was different. Yeah, I had the same reaction that Anya Taylor Joy had to uh, Ray Fine's food. I was gonna say I'm to everything. Kind of still hungry for another movie. You wanted after a, that. you want an American cheeseburger? No, but I did go. I did. Um, uh, I was hungry after, so I went to McDonald's. Nice. Because I didn't want. I wanted some. I wanted some junk food. Heck yes! Yeah. After after seeing all that, all those food snobs be so snotty yeah. about all that crap, I was like, man, I just want some chicken nuggets. So the so the menu is a group of people. They go on a boat. A, a random people. They pay for this nice fancy trip, and they twelve fifty a head, which is I mean, it's not cheap, but like that's not crazy. No, it's not bonkers. Yeah, and maybe you you figure out later that some of those people are there for certain reasons and. Yeah. Like, even though they paid for it, they were selected. Even though they don't they were think invited. they were selected. Yes. They, yeah. So then they they go there, and the the, the Gordon Ramsay chef guy is like, you're going to eat all this food, and there's a big message to it, but then it's like, this is getting a little weird. It's getting pretty weird. Oh, that guy, that guy might have died. It, and then it just keeps building and building and building. Mm-hmm. And then they all... They, I will say, a lot of people think that it's going to turn into a cannibal thing. No, that is not that's zero, not what this zero, is yeah. nothing nothing has nothing to do with cannibals or harvesting people yeah it's or like anything it's it's i don't even know what like it, it kind of touches on a lot of it. like it's it's like horror comedy but it's not like joke comedy it's like situational comedy it's uh, horror comedy yeah, yeah yeah i would say it probably leans more, it, i don't even know if it's horror it's more of like a gritty thriller but it's not like yeah. But it's not grindhousey. It's that's no, why I think it's like not. in the middle of everything. Yeah, like it's hard to categorize. It is kind of nebulous in that way, because it's like, well, what is this? And I'm like, that's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things, but it never leans hard enough into any one direction for me. Like it still feels like it's missing something. No, it was definitely a solid watch. This would, I don't mind seeing it in theaters because we saw it together. Like if I saw it alone in theaters, I kind of been like, well, this is. This would be a better group watch. No, that was I wasn't gonna see it except Blaine was like, "I want to see it. You guys want to go with me?" And we were like, "Okay." And then I'm gonna skip the next recording of the podcast. Be like, "Okay, Blaine." Yeah, that, that was I'm a weird just thing. Not to gonna say. be there to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it should go on streaming soon since I think this is like week six or seven of being in theaters. Like, yeah, I think we it, saw it like last. Yeah. So I mean, if that goes, that'd be a good streaming movie just to throw on. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree, especially during the first and the first act. 
Yeah. Um, because you're like, just trying you to like figure be out folding laundry or something during that and be fine. But just then like once trying to that figure turning, out what's going on. Yeah, and then once the turning point happens, you might be more interested. I watched. Uh, I watched Violent Night. Oh, with um, Stranger Things cop guy. Stranger Things cop guy. Uh, David Harbour. David Harbour. Yeah. And it was okay, kind of bad. Mm. It was like he's good. Like I think he does a good job being gritty Santa Claus, which I kind of enjoyed. Okay. But then everything else was just kind of whatever. Ah. Uh, so it's uh, no one cares about this movie, so I'll just spoil the whole thing. Yeah. So it's Santa Claus, and uh, there's a guy, and he's separated from his wife, and the they have a daughter, but they're all going to Christmas together at the guy's mom's house, and the mom's like this super rich, you know, lug- bougie person, and the guy also has a sister, and the sister has a husband and a son, and they're also just snobby jerks too. And Santa Claus is, you know, delivering presents, but then the family uh, is, you know, all seven of them, you know, they're having Christmas and there's a bunch of bodyguards, but then big special ops team comes in and they start, you know, like uh, killing all the bodyguards to go steal money from the bougie people. And then the kid, you know, escapes or something and she's on like, because the dad was giving her like a walkie talkie jokingly like, oh, ask Santa which one for Christmas. But then David Harbour actually gets a walkie talkie. So he's talking to a little girl and everybody thinks like, uh, you know, she's lying. But it's like, no, I'm actually talking to Santa Claus. And it's just very, you know, it. it's just whatever. It's just kind of, the concept was interesting, but then it was kind of just like, very executed poorly and some of the characters weren't that good. Yeah, I think I'm going to skip that one. I don't blame you. I watched Bullet Train. Bullet Train, okay. That was, Bullet Train was pretty good. Yeah, is it just like fun nonsense? Fun nonsense. Fun nonsense? Okay, cool. I'll probably watch that at some point. It's on, on Netflix. Streaming. On Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a... I seen, That's one that I did not want to go to theaters for, unless... People well, were trailer, like, let's go see Bullet Train. Well, I would have gone with people. The trailer didn't do it justice because I didn't want to see it. The trailer look, The trailer did not make it look good. But, but I, I had a feeling that like, I was like, it looks like Brad Pitt's just having fun with whatever the hell this is. That's what I thought, but I didn't think it'd be worth seeing it okay. for that reason. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I don't mind Brad Pitt. I think he's fine. But, like, I like Brad Pitt. I think he's a pretty good actor. I, yeah. But then uh, I've heard, you know, great reviews. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, this is like, like it's you know, got fun, you know, little calling like text cards and stuff uh-huh. in it and there's a lot of like you know decently big names in there i won't spoil it since you're gonna watch it but like there's a briefcase on a train bullet train obviously and there's a bunch of different characters on the train and for a reason you find out in the movie all the characters because they're all like you know these insane you know bounty hunter kill bill style people okay and they all just need to get this briefcase and they will do whatever it takes to get that briefcase oh okay well that's not okay and there's a bunch of different you know types of guys like brad pitts you know kind of like the old retired kind of guy oh yeah and then there's like these two guys that are like twins uh but they're not twins they're like one's a black guy one's a white guy it's pretty funny (laughs) and and the and one of them's obsessed with like thomas the train (laughs) <laughs> and, he, and he, like, categorizes people based on their Thomas the Train character types because oh he's gosh. good at reading people. Oh, my god! So, like, if somebody's a jerk, he calls them, like, a diesel. <laughs> but if somebody's, like, nice, he's like, you're, he's like, you're, like, a Gordon. You're a good... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is great. Okay. Okay, so you can email us at dukesnukespod at gmail.com about what was your favorite thing in 2022? What are you most excited in 2023? And, well, tell us why. It's Ant-Man 3. That's what we're doing next week in case that last stuff got cut is best of 2022 and then what we're looking forward to for next year. Will's excited for Ant-Man 3. Nope. Um, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else that happens to be this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Duke's News Pod. Thank you all for editing this mini episode of the podcast and for our theme song. Thank you, Blaine, for not being here and not doing anything since you're not here. And thank you, random person, for listening.
Hooray. Hooray. Done. Bye.